Ivy Knows Best. Welcome to Ivy Knows Best. I'm Eric Ivy, your host. Um, I just want to take time to uh, thank you all for um, hanging out with me today. And um, especially on such a wonderful occasion such as Father's Day, where we get an opportunity to not only celebrate ourselves, but also celebrate those who, you know, have done the fathering thing prior to us. All right, so... um, I really want to just, you know, step in and have a really classical conversation with everybody. I wouldn't say classical, just a conversation from, you know, deep down inside my psyche and deep down in my heart. Um, I enjoy being a father. That's one of the most uh, foremost things in my life that I spend time doing. All right. So on this Father's Day episode, um, we'll have an opportunity to kind of go over that with a couple of our guests, uh, two really close friends of mine. Individuals who I spent a lot of time with, uh, not only in service, but also uh, just in regular life. And I think that they're two of the uh, more superb people and superb examples of uh, fathering for, you know, the generation that I come from. Um, But I do want to definitely take time to recognize everyone who's doing their fathering thing. Actually, the coolest part about um, what we do here on Ivy's Knows Best is that we know a lot of fathers who are not only... um, in their children's lives, but also doubling as entrepreneurs. So I do want to take time to shout out a couple of my sponsors before we get um, get any further into it. I do want to shout out Can't Stop My Grind uh, by Mr. Demetrius Turner, also known as Committed. Uh, he is one of the most brilliant individuals I've ever met. And one of the people I go to whenever I have questions about doing this um, entrepreneur lifestyle and, and doing my podcast and all the things that we want to talk about and do. Um, he's definitely doing an amazing job with not only his product, but also as a father. So I want to shout him out. Also, I want to shout out uh, Modish Clothing. Also, uh, they're another sponsor, along with Hamad Briggs. They are definitely doing their thing and uh, supporting not only uh, the Black Lives Matter movement, but also supporting black fathers and people who are actually, you know, uh, taking care of their family, taking care of their responsibilities. So I think that's amazing. And I also want to take time to uh, shout out own it, of course, own it enterprises with Mr. Own CEO. Definitely a father, you know, who's doing his thing as well. Also bringing for, bring forward um, uh, black entrepreneurship and owning all the things that we do. And uh, shout out to him as well. So those are guys, those are three individuals just mainly up front right now that I want to definitely shout out because they do an amazing job at doubling down on not only the fathering duties, but also on their duties um, as entrepreneurs and businessmen as well. So um, that is amazing. So I do definitely want to give those guys some credit and also just kind of bring forth the message that uh, being a father is important, right? <laughs> it really, um, it's really more than what we think it is. I think that um, at times we don't take all of um, all of fathering as as serious as we give, you know, as we think, as we do mothering, right? And no offense to all the mothers out there, you guys are doing amazing jobs, and I'm so proud of every single one of you who are actually, you know, in your children's lives. But this show's about the fathers, right? <laughs> this show's about the guys like me. I'm a father of four. I take care of all my children. I love them. I'm never late to anything. And if I am late, I try my best to, you know, uh, make up for that with my presence and and, and uh, doing the things that are necessary to to be available for my children. I do think that um, a lot does come with the fathering tag, and I definitely want to get into that. I want to get into, you know, helping people understand that being a father isn't just solely you um, holding a title. Getting someone pregnant doesn't make you a father. I get it. All y'all probably already know all this stuff. So this is why I'm not going to dig into it too crazy. But what I am going to say is, even though that may be the case, I do also want to say that as a father myself, um, 
the things that I take the most pride in. I take the most pride in uh, realizing that the hand, my hands and my DNA and my fingerprints are on my children. And when I say that, I mean that they are direct replicas of of um, my influence. And I think because they're in my sphere of influence, I take it so seriously, my dealings with them and how I deal with them, right? So um, I have kids ranging from the age of age 6 to age 13. So between those, you know, 6 and 13 years, those 7 years, um, there's a lot of there's a lot that goes on in between. I have an eight-year-old and I also have a nine-year-old who's going to be 10 in October. So like a lot of what I do with them does come to the forefront when we start talking about how you parent and how you parent in stages, especially as a father. So with my son, I'm very hands-on because he's my boy. I'll be honest with you. Um, I think a lot of fathers were like this. Our sons are, you know, that's our, you know, our pride and joy. That's our, that's, you know, that's the next generation. That's the, that's the, the namesake that's going to take us a little bit further, but also we also have daughters and my daughters are amazing people. I think my daughters are the ones who keep me, uh, (laughs) keep me very much so grounded. So, um, I do want to, um, really say that, you know, having a daughter and having sons, uh, I'm sorry, having a son and having daughters, uh, has made me a better man. I, I say often to my children, my children really don't realize why I say it, but I say, thank you because you saved my life without you being here. I don't know where I would be. And I think there's a lot of <clears throat> a lot of parents who do feel that way. And I think that there's a lot of times where we don't uh, do enough in terms of, you know, the aspect of parenting. And because my children have saved my life, I think I feel like I need to do more for them. Right. And when I say save my life, I don't mean like something was going to happen to me in life or that, uh, you know, I was going to somehow do myself any kind of harm. No, but what I do believe is that because my children exist, that I'm now, you know, in a different headspace and I think differently and I move differently. And I understand that any decision that I decide to make can change, you know, the entire dynamic of their lives. So, you know, when I move and I make decisions, I make decisions based off of what they, you know, what they need, not what I feel. Right. So my feelings are never really going to directly be involved with everything that I do with my children, but I'm going to definitely make sure that um, my children know that I love them and that they have exactly what they need. Um, so, you know, that's a big part of who I am as a person. Also, now I do want to say this because I, you know, I catch a whole lot of, uh, catch a whole lot of flack for this. I think that parenting, uh, let me, let me step back right quick. Cause I had this conversation and, uh, me and, uh, me and my best friend, Brian, were having this conversation and I was telling Brian, I was like, man, I really can't stand the, uh, the, the child support system and how it's set up. And, you know, let me preface what I'm saying here. I believe that child support is set up to assist people, to assist people who do need the help from people who are not doing what they're supposed to do. I don't think that child support should be weaponized against people who actually care about their family, right? So I don't think that a father who's there for his children um, every day and is, you know, making regular visits and, and he can be present should be placed on child support. I think that there should be a conversation that should be able to be had. Cause now granted, I don't know everyone's situation. Everyone's situation is different. So, you know, your relationship with your spouse or your significant other, you know, who's helped you have children, maybe it's shaky, but I think that there should be, you know, some kind of intelligence between, you know, conversation and between grown people that can be had, that can, really push forward this idea because there's so many brothers and, and, and it's crazy 
how, you know, child support's the boogeyman. You know, dealing with the mother of their children is the boogeyman. But, you know, they're still going to try their best. But I think that a lot of a lot of what I've been hearing is just, hey, man, hey, man, you don't want to pay that child support. And, it, <laughs> and I can't I can't speak for everybody, but I'll speak for myself. What I can't stand about that system is that it's become the weapon of choice. You know, it's become the weapon of choice for people who don't care. Right. Who don't necessarily care about the person that they had children with. They just care about getting what they can get out of somebody financially. And um, that can be from somebody who's bitter, somebody who, who can't move on. It could be from somebody who, who who might generally just need the support to take care of the child. So, you know, but it still is the boogeyman for some people. And I think it's the boogeyman because a lot of the times uh, fellows we see and we hear a lot of the times that I'm going to put you on child support. And then we look at people and we listen to everybody else who's saying how much they're paying in child support, et cetera, et cetera. Well, look, these are your children. You need to support. You need to support your children. I'm all about that. But what I do want to say is this, even though I am about people um, supporting their children, I'm very much so about you being in your children's life more than I am about you um, supporting them financially. All right, financially, you give them what you can give them. But emotionally, you give them everything that you have and then some. And even the things you don't have emotionally. Because I feel like your children need that. Your children deserve that. So, you know, my main uh, my main thing is I don't want people to continue to be afraid of this boogeyman that exists called child support. And I don't want people to continue to weaponize this thing called child support. I want people to, you know, really take time to understand that even though child support is something that's used for people, I think that those same fathers should also have the same opportunities to be in their children's lives as well. And I think the courts should really remove their hand from the ideas of, oh, okay, well, you get these these many visits a year, et cetera, et cetera. Look, your child is not a bill, right? And it should never be treated as a bill. Your child is your responsibility. And the reason why I'm talking about this like this in, in, on um, on such a day as Father's Day is because there's so many amazing fathers out there who don't necessarily get the same benefits um, that that those of us that are here every day. There's some guys who are paying child support who don't get the opportunity to see their children every day. There's guys who don't pay child support um, and who don't do a thing for their child, but they're being, they're being held in the same esteem as people who do. So, I mean, we need, we need to, I want to do a little bit of separation here. You know, this is for everybody who's doing their job, who's taking care of their children and, and doing all this. Thank you. But for all those who aren't, just step up. Step up, man, because there's some there's there's some amazing things that you could do for your children. There's some things that you being involved with your children's life that's going to change exactly how your children view not only life, but view you. And you are your child's superhero. As a father, you're your child's superhero. There's nobody who measures up to you. My children think that I'm indestructible. Okay, and I'm glad they think that. But unfortunately, kids, it's not true. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Dad is a regular mortal man. I breathe and, and I do you know, I eat, I drink, I do everything like a normal man does. The only thing is your perception of me is different because I try my hardest to ensure that it is. I try to make sure that, I, and for the fathers that are already doing that, thank you. All right. Thank you for setting the bar high, number one. And number two, thank you very much for being um, very important to your children, but also important to those who might not, you know, know what to do when it's their time. You know, for all those new fathers out there and you're just figuring out, you're trying to figure out how to get your baby to sleep and how to do this. Don't be afraid to be that father to take the lead. That's what you should be. That's your baby. You know, that that's your child. So 
I do want to want to thank all the fathers out there who are doing the best jobs in the world and even those who are doing the best they can because as long as you're doing something no one can really you know uh talk down on your efforts because your efforts are are the only thing you can really give somebody all right so uh just wrapping that piece up i do want to sit here and 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 uh before we get into our guests, I do just want to sit here and have this little conversation with y'all and say thank y'all and say happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there and to my own father. Thank you very much. You know, thank you for raising me. Thank you for giving me the life that I needed. And, you know, to my biological father, all right, I know we're, we are establishing a relationship now, but I do want to still thank you as well because there's, there's a bit of respect that comes with um, building a relationship with somebody even, you know, past fact, et cetera, et cetera. So, I don't want you to think or anyone else to think that I don't have love for you because I do. And I'm saying that in front of everybody, anybody who's listening. If you do have a father, man, give your father some love. Because every time my father, you know, got on me, you know, you know, (laughs) stopped me out for better for better words. And he never stopped me out physically. But, you know, really, you know, gave, gave me that gave me that ass whooping that I needed. That changed me as a person. You know, and sometimes that and it changed me for the better and it made me into the father and the man that I am today. And it gave me the opportunity to still be alive and make the make the correct adjustments. You know, and I look forward to talking to my father every day. You know, sometimes I don't get a chance to to hear from him. But when I do talk to him, like I said before, in my previous uh, episodes, it really does recharge my batteries. It makes me feel like I'm revitalizing that that I've got now I got my father in charge back. I got my mind back because sometimes I get so busy. I get so wrapped up in not only doing this, but also trying to be super dad and do this. And then I forget a lot of important steps and it's the small stuff that matters. So I do want to thank um, all the fathers out there, all of my fathers. Uh, I want to shout out my brothers and my cousins, uh, my friends, you know, all those people out there who are doing their thing. And um, I definitely just want to take time to recognize all of y'all. And let's go ahead and get to our next guest. I want to welcome from the Get Down with John Brown or from the Get Down with Jay Brown, you know, my friend Jonathan Brown. John Brown, what's going on, brother? Hey, what's up? What's up, party people? It's your boy Jay Brown. Uh, appreciate you having me on the air and uh, look forward to this podcast, man. Appreciate it. Hey, it's been a long time coming, man. I thank you for coming on, brother. If y'all don't know anything about the Get Down with Jay Brown, man, um, it's a very, very positive podcast. I've talked about it on multiple occasions on my own platform here. And um, I definitely, definitely was thinking, hey, man, what kind of show can I do that'll change, that'll change a little bit of the game? And I was like, you know, why not? Why not do one about fathers, you know, and fathers that really do, because um, I'm a father myself, and, you know, fathers that do definitely a great job. They do a great job parenting, you know, and inspiring people. And the one of the first people that came to mind was John Brown. So um, I brought him on the show today. And uh, what we're going to do, we're going to have ourselves a great time. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get, to, get straight to it. John, let the people know a little bit about yourself, brother. What up? What up? Um, these little bio intros. Okay. Uh, originally from New York, served four years in the military, you know, just kind of bounced around a little bit. Um, I don't know. I've never, I've never been too good at giving a bio out. I just feel like it's so myspace but uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's, uh... <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, like I said, I uh, served four years in the military, uh, originally from New York, so you already know Big Giants fan, whoop, whoop. but mm-hmm. uh, that's really it, and uh, what kind of led me to do, to start my own podcast really was uh, 
just, you know, when I had gotten an injury in the military a while, a while ago, uh, kind of got in my head a little bit. And so, you know, how, when you have one tragic thing happening in your life, it kind of can lead you to something else. So, you know, I started doing these little messages, uh, probably about two years ago. Like I would just get on Instagram, throw a positive morning message out there and then go about my day. And so then I started getting encouraged to do podcasts. And then I was like, all right, cool, cool, cool. So, you know, uh, left one calling because I did get medically discharged from the military, but then, you know, kind of starting to find another calling, if that's what you want to call it. So um, uh, that's a little bit about me. Um, Like my boy said, definitely live to inspire and motivate and all that good feely stuff. I just feel like the world can use a lot more of that. And it's been mm-hmm. fair, man, but we just, uh, we sometimes overlook the, the good when we focus so much on the bad. And, uh, um, yeah, that's not the way. So we definitely got to change that. Right, right, right. And that's one of the things that I, I always found inspiring about you, John, man. It's just like, <clears throat> excuse me, I, if for anybody who doesn't know, I've known John since 2009. All right, we both served in the military together. And, and you know, John is John, man. You know, that's the beautiful part about John, man. Really good workout fanatic. If you ever have opportunity to go over to his, social media platforms uh will definitely place that information out there for you guys you see the john really does work in the gym man it's very inspiring uh to see you come back from you know the injuries and things like that and you know and the ways you stay so positive man like you said it's a very 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 good thing so uh you know salute to you and thank you for what you do on that on that end so <clears throat> as uh, you know as it as it stands here and today you know in today's society we got uh, a real another situation i think that it's crazy but it but it's true a lot of the times as fathers this is parents in general let's let's not leave out the ladies either but for the sake of this podcast today we're going to talk about fathers you know because fathers aren't really aren't really as respected as 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 we should be you know what i mean it's it's very it's very uh overlooked our impact on our children because obviously there's there's a ton of love for for our mothers as there should be, but you know the absence of a father can really put a hole in in not only the thinking of an individual but also the lifestyle of the league. I mean, like, so I think that you know when we have fathers who are who are there and they're not absent. Because I mean, I come from that situation where my father wasn't my biological father wasn't present, but you know, thank God I had my stepfather who stepped up and raised me ever since you know. I was, you know, three years old. And I think that his hand being upon me, you know, and guiding me and showing me the right things really influenced me. So can, can you tell us a little bit about your parenting style, man? What what drives you as a parent? Because I think that I think a lot of people miss out on understanding how strong you are, not only as a motivator, but also as a parent. Oof. All right, we're going to hop right into the deep one. But, uh, hey, hey, hey knee, knee deep, Johnny. Knee deep. Hey, oh, yeah. Uh, disclaimer <laughs> real quick to all, to all my boys, to all the listeners out here, right? Uh, your boy's just throwing these questions at me. So this is straight straight from the heart. He said that's how he wanted it. So we, uh, that's how we doing it. And um, I like it. I like it. You know, it keeps you on your toes, makes you think a little bit more. Yeah, yeah it's kind of like it's a free-flowing conversation, ladies and gentlemen. If you ever get an opportunity to be on this podcast, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, like I told Johnny off air, hey, man, look, I just want to talk to you. You know, I just want to talk to you. So, yeah, John. Still ask, email ask, them ask. questions, though. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> we'll definitely get down to uh, get down to doing that for sure. But, yeah, so what 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 is something that, that caused you to be such a strong figure as a father? Uh, so uh, I would definitely say my parents, man. Um, 
well, let me not get into that one. But, you know, uh, I do have three parents that I have been blessed with. Um, you know, my mom, stepmom, and my dad. And I don't really uh, refer to my stepmom as my stepmom. It's just really more for clarification purposes. So I guess other people can understand. But, you know, she's, ooh, excuse me, she's been there from day one. So, um, you know, uh, that's mom, too. So, uh, you know, I've been very blessed with that in that aspect that I've been, you know, get to turn to three different people who ultimately wanted to see me and still want to see me succeed. And, um, you know, that instilled in me a, a very, I don't know, a very large sense amount of love, I guess. And, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes not a lot of people get to experience that with their parents, whether you have both parents in the home or you have one, you know, um, you know, what I've come to find out is that I am very blessed in that aspect that I do have parents that love me and that really don't ask nothing from me um, besides for me to just do my best. And so, you know, of course, that's going to leave an impression on me to sit there and pass that down to my own children. And uh, that's what I'm doing now. And, you know, you learn as you go because there is no manual on this. They have books, but every child is different. Every kid is different. Every parent is different. Um, you know, just for the reasons I stated, everybody's motivated by something different. For me, it's just that sense of family. Um, you know, mm-hmm. from my mom, I get my uh, outgoing personality. Uh, from Sada, you know, my other mom, I get my patience, and well, which I'm still working on. But I guess you could say more about understanding from her. And then, uh, you know, from my dad, I get that sense of uh, duty uh, to the family. And uh, that's mm-hmm. what I'm all about. You know, one of the models he always has is the man always makes a sacrifice. And that rubs a lot. Well, let me not say a lot. Um, from my perspective, whenever I said that, you know, it would certainly have an effect on certain other guys. Like, you know, we live in a very 50-50 generation right now. And I get it. Um, you know, not everybody can afford to take on everything by themselves. But <clears throat> how should I say this? Uh, if you're going to call yourself the man of the house, then be the man of the house. Uh, don't automatically say, my, you know, hey, hey, woman, you need to come do this. Like, you know, you know, be the man and she'll do what she needs to do. Um, of course, there's always exceptions to that. But I would say ultimately, you know, again, it goes back to the man who always makes the sacrifice. It's not a hard or it's not an easy thing to live by. It's not because I have my moments where I feel like I'm about to crack. But at the end of the day, um, when I know my daughter is provided for because I made the necessary sacrifices, that's all I need. Uh, and I'll find my joy and outlets in other places, but you know, I, I live, I live strongly by that. Um, you know, if you talk about, you're going to be the man of the house then be the man of the house and take care of your responsibilities as a man and don't sit there and, and come at your woman like, Hey, you need to pay 50. Like, no, cause you know, women do a lot more than, you know, than we give them credit for and right. kind of focusing on, uh, the men aspect of it but you know that's your duty as a man to acknowledge what your woman provides to you and how she provides it to you and right. um you know if you don't have a woman in the house and it's just you raising your daughter then you know set that example for her you know show her how women are supposed to be treated and you know whichever you whatever woman friend you got coming over you don't always treat them with respect you know don't ever let them see you really argue in front. You know, I know sometimes we slip up on that, but our kids watch everything. So, you know, I'm learning to really mind my P's and Q's because my daughter is my twin. And, you know, I, she's going to motivate me or she is motivating me to be a better person because, 
you know, I would love for her to meet a man like me. So I got to make sure I'm on my, my stuff, my game. So that way if she does present someone to me, you know what I'm saying? I could be like, all right, right. cool. I approve right. or I disapprove. You know what I'm you saying? Know, it, so, uh, and- and duly speaking, I don't mean to cut you off on this part, but I, you said something that I think that makes me live the same way. I, I don't want my daughter to meet anybody like me. Only, only because <laughs> I know my flaws, man. You know, I'm so, you know, yeah. I'm so messed up. So I like, I know for a fact that, it, yeah, you know, I might be a great father. Man, you human, bro. I mean, yeah, you know, you know, I'm, yeah, yeah exactly. You know, I might be a father, but I, as a, as a, as a mate, I'm probably the worst thing in the world for some oh, people, man. you know, but it takes a strong, it takes a strong woman. And I think that what's really great about okay. what you're saying here is that you're the embodiment of it takes a village. You know what I mean? To raise a child and mm-hmm. you've taken that love and you've wrapped it up and you've found a way to give it to your little one. And, and it's so beautiful just to see such a thing. I tell people all the time, man, look, there's this thing, with us as dads mm-hmm. man, that it just it just it hits so it hits so different when you when you figure it out and some people figure it out a little bit later and i'll share this, this part with you and there's no disrespect to my biological father uh we just started you know really building on a relationship you know and and everything's good between me and him and i like where things are at between him and i you know but it just took him a little bit longer to come to a place that i came to as soon as i had my first child you know, that's respect right there, boy. People don't right. understand that right there. They don't understand like the from your standpoint, you know, just because you don't talk about it as a man. That that shit has, or excuse the language, y'all. That's that stuff right. has Speaking an effect mind. on people. You know, everyone talks about daddy issues from a female standpoint. But, you know, when you as a man, you know, and I can't speak on that. But, you know, from my perspective, it's like I see y'all, you know, what I'm saying I see y'all doing what you do in spite of everything. You know what I'm saying? So that's respect, though. People don't give yeah. enough people enough men who don't have, you know, whose fathers may have not been present enough credit. Right. Right. It's, it's true. And, you know, and I, and I said this, and I, and I'm like, I don't consider my stepfather my stepfather. That's my dad. That's my mm-hmm. daddy, man. And I mean, he's never treated me any different. And, you know, shout out to you, Pops. Love you to death, you know. Um, and he's done everything. He's done everything for me that I could ever ask of anybody. So, you know, in, in a lot of circumstances, going above and beyond. And I think that he instilled a lot of the thinking, you know, that I, that I've had over the years, even 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 to the point where sometimes, like, I call him just so I can get my batteries to charge as a man. Because yeah, I talk to my mother every day, and I love her. I love talking to her. But when I talk to my dad, man, it really just does something to me and it recharges me. And I and I and I really feel like there's so much about it that is that's under uh underappreciated so to speak and like you said you know women having daddy issues that's that's a real thing with men there's a lot of men out here who don't know how to treat a woman because they haven't been shown and there's a lot of ladies out here who don't know how to be respected because they never had someone to show them that and i think that's a really strong thing that's that's a really big thing to say you know and you know duly speaking though or not duly yeah, yeah that's right no duly speaking though what is something like parenting wise that you I mean, the the piece of advice I would give people before I ask you this question, because I was going to ask this question, but I'm not going to. Not right now. But I'm going to ask it this way. The piece of advice that I give people when it comes down to parenting is know your child. Okay? Know your child. Especially as a father, know your child. Because especially, and I'll say this, and I don't care what no one says, as a black person or as, as a minority person, you know, there's going to be a lot of people out there who say certain things about your child. 
right? Whether it be the school system, whether it be the police, whether it be the government, right, 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 whether it be any of these people, they're going to say something about your child. Why and your sometimes, hair look like that? Oh, man. Uh, you feel we about to have a problem. Oh. You know, like, because cause it's, it's true, man. Like, we have so many people in society that are going to say these things about our children. Dog. And we and we don't have an opportunity as a father, as fathers, to sit back. And, you know, because obviously mothers jump to the front of the line with those type of things. But as a father, it bothers my soul to think that someone will have anything to say about my children. Right? in any manner. So protecting them is, is, is always in the front, you know? So, you know, my question would be really, how, how do you, how do you, you know, for parents out there, if you don't know, you know, this, this will happen to you. How do you think you'll deal with those situations? Or is that something that you feel like you might just take one day at a time? Um, it's a funny story, right? You know, living in an area that's not predominantly black, you get a lot of the a lot of experience with that <laughs> you know <laughs> right 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 um you know living out here in albuquerque new mexico uh, uh it's not a large black community out here so you know um one of my old sergeants she's actually had been in that 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 kind of uh, uh situation where a kid made a comment about her daughter's hair like hey why does your hair look like that and you know she had to approach that in a manner i kind of mm-hmm. forgot what exactly so then, you know, you talking about Bennett, D Bennett. Hey, well, yeah, I ain't want to know. I ain't like, what up, yeah, no, no, D, what's going on? DB, you? you know what I'm saying? But yeah, so, um, <laughs> and then, you know, my own child experiencing that as somebody, at, uh, um, at one of her, uh, her mom's friend's house, they had like a little birthday, uh, for the friend's son or whatever. And I guess the chick made a comment like, yo, you know. I wasn't around. I don't know where I was at. I was probably outside somewhere because I don't like being in those situations where I'm like the only black person somewhere and they're all looking at me and I'm like, nah, this ain't the wave. So, right, right. uh... Feel, feel like a fish out of water. Exactly. So, what happened was her mom handled the situation. Um, she kind of just brushed aside the comment because the comment was like, you know, oh, how do you deal with your daughter's hair? And her mom handled it appropriately. She said what needs to be said and just took it as that person making an offhand stupid comment. You know what I'm saying? So right. had I been there, I would have been like, so what do you mean by that? And um, automatically, I already know they probably would have recoiled from the statement like, oh, well, we don't mean like that. We don't mean it like that. And you know what I'm saying? I know the effect that black people have on people when they're not in a predominantly black area. I'm not in, I'm not ignorant to that. Uh, and you take that effect how you want it and how you can interpret it. And I'll just leave it at that. But uh, for me, you know, I, I got to approach it in a calm manner because I can't act out because I'm black. So it takes mm-hmm. nothing for them to say, oh, he was acting, he was tripping, calling the cops. And so for me, I got to be level headed and of course, I'm going to pull you to the side and I'm going to whisper in your ear something you don't like to hear. You know, like, hey, you ever say something about my daughter's hair again? I'm going to take you behind the school, and, you know, and, and do what it do. Uh, I'm I don't open your head up and look at the five. You know, yeah, you know, you're about to shoot the five right now, man. You know, I'm a pacifist, too. I don't like I don't like to get in, the, in confrontational situations. I'll confront you about something. I have no problem voicing my opinion, but I'm not, uh, I'm not a bully. I'm not here to start violence, you know what I'm saying? But when it comes to family, I turn into a different person. Right. That, that protector uh, comes out, man. That protector comes out. Yeah, you know? So 
you know, I'm gonna do what I have to do for my kids, but I'm also make sure I gotta, I gotta show them how to, how you deal with controversial situations and how you come out on top of right. it uh, when things aren't in your favor. So I'm always the lead by example type. So as much as I would love to put, there, there's a list of people I would love to just put hands on, but you know, as a man, you do what you need to do to your, what you need, you do what you need to do for your right. family. And for me, that's, Hey, taking this person aside, letting them know that's not appropriate. If it's done again, then I'm putting hands on you and your child. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and that's what it John is. Know. And I'm going to goad you into fighting me because I'm very good at that. I'm from New York. We know how to get right. you started. And I'm going to make sure it's recorded. I, I want you to I need to make sure you hit me first. And then after that, I'm wilding out. Uh, again, not a, I'm not a fighter. I'm not any of that. But you're going to see a different side of me when it comes to my child. Right, right. And... That's what it is, man. So, you know, but, you know, that's my advice is kind of hold yourself to a standard, but also let it be known. I'm not taking no shit, you know, and I excuse the language on, you know, Ivy's podcast, you know what I'm saying? Ivy knows best. So he knows what it is with me. We're going to keep it real. You know, sometimes you got to use these vulgar words to get your point across. Right, right. It's, it's the uh, passion, bro. It's the passion, man. It's the passion. Yeah, it's like you don't play with the coming with your kids, but you also, as a parent, got to compose yourself, especially as a black man. Um, especially as a black man, because yeah. that because that can, can that cannot that can turn away or that can turn on you real quick. That situation. Right. And so, you know, and, and speaking uh, of black fathers, I want to speak yeah. about like the the the. the I do want to like take some time to say this. Um, there's a wrestler by the name of. Chad Gaspard, all right, and um, he passed away not too long ago. Oh, yes. And I want to talk, I said this to somebody, I said, brother, there's putting it on the line, and then there's putting it on the line. He's out in California swimming with his son, and they get swept out by a current, uh, the lifeguards, and people come out to save him. He tells him, no, save my son first. Mm-hmm. And he ends up drowning. He gets swept away, and he drowns, and he dies. Um, so rest in peace to him, but that, to me, I mean, that gave me chills. Yes, like, like, the story gave me chills, man, because just watching, watching somebody um, put it all out there, you know, especially as a father. It's like, man, look, hey, you had an opportunity to give me. Don't save me. Save my son. Come back for me if you can. If you can't, it's okay. But that that kid can never say. And there's no. And it's, I don't want to come off as, as a callous person. In that situation, you can. No one can ever say he does not love his child. He can never say he never laid it all down for that child. You know, uh, and I. Re- I really want to salute him. I, I, I put. I mean, if we had a Mount Rushmore as a father's, I don't know what he did during his time of life, but what you do in that small time when everything is on the line, to me, tells me everything about you as a parent. You know, like he laid that all the way down for his son and was like, "Nah, I'm good." Cool. So you know, I pray. You know, I pray to God just opens up heaven for him specifically and says, "Hey, bro, come on in. We, I got, I got a little something." For you. you know. So. That's real right there, boy. I ain't, I ain't got nothing else to add because that's, that's ultimate sacrifice, man. That is on a deep, deep, you know, deep level of love right there, boy. Yeah, it takes so much, man. I, 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 I've never died before. i never died before. You know, no. uh, but if, you know, when people, like, if you had to pick a way to die, and I, I don't want to sound this, like, sound this, you know, sound this way, but if you had to pick a way to die... That would be the one. Like, like you're going to be here for life, you know? Like, oh, yeah, saving my kid. You know, yes, you, you die a coward, man, you're, that's different. But, this, like, you better not ever say coward next to his name. You know? Nah. If I catch anybody ever saying anything bad to him, we got a misunderstanding for sure. And I don't even know the guy. 
you know, just off that one sacrifice. So, but, but on, on the, um, this next thing I thought about, I was thinking about this while you were saying what you were saying. Um, of course, of course we got the current state of situations that we got going on with, uh, the black community. And I think that a lot of times it's overlooked that you have to teach your child a certain thing. Right. And especially when it comes down to being a minority, uh, whether it be of mixed race or just full race of, of anything other than the majority, there is a level of teaching that you have to uh, consider when you're talking about your children or talking to your children. Um, oh, yeah. There's an extra chapter. Right, right. It's like this little extra bookmark, you know, and I talked about it before when I was telling my, my listeners um, about how my mother had to teach me, my mother and father had to teach me how to move, how to talk you know, how to, how to do things so I don't be perceived a certain way. I think that I, I still find myself passing those lessons down, you know. And I think that for all my listeners out there, if you're a Hispanic person, whatever you may be, you're you know black person, Asian person, whatever it is, there's always that little extra book, that little extra chapter you got to teach your child uh, so they can move around this world. That's right now. Obviously, we got a bit of a revolution going on right now. So, you know, <laughs> not, you know, yeah, this sweet old revolution over here. You know, I, I don't know exactly how this is going to pan out, but if it pans out in the positive, you know, maybe we don't have to continue to have these conversations. We'll be more so, we'll be able to more so just explain to our children who we are, what we stand for. But um, I think that for all those people who do have that extra bit, to, to all those fathers that do have that extra bit to teach your son, teach them. Teach them. Don't 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 send them out here in this world, um, and go, let these people say things about them that aren't true. Don't let them come out here and say, "Oh well, if you had a father in the house," which, by the way, is a um, is a white supremacist a white supremacist favorite thing. Okay, it's their favorite thing to go to that you don't have fathers in the house. And I'm gonna let you know, so I'm black. John Brown is black, ladies and gentlemen. All right, we're two examples of fathers who are there in the house who do everything for their families to ensure that our children have us. And I would never, ever want anyone to be able to look at my child and say, well, that's why your daddy wasn't there. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I was there. I was there the whole time, good or bad, you know, no matter what happens. So that's something I definitely want to um, want to say and want to touch on is just having to, having to teach that. Like, like do you de- are you excited to teach that? Or is that something that you feel like you could probably kind of go around a little bit? What, teaching them how to be black in society? Right. Do, do you feel like that's something you're going to have to teach them? Or are you just going to, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah. How, how I was taught, they got to be taught. That's uh, Hopefully, by that age, she ain't got to really worry about it. But, you know, it's, it's coming earlier and earlier. So um, I doubt if this stuff goes away in about a few years. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm definitely going to have to have that talking about how to approach those situations. But, um yeah, I guess, like always, you always got to just play things by ear, too. You got to see how society's going, how it's, you know, changing and evolving. Um, but hopefully, you know, by the time she becomes 21, we in a different headspace. But, you know, like I said before, I thought we'd be in flying cars by now. And yet, here we are, you know. Um, maybe I was a little naive for thinking that, but still, I did not think that we would be dealing with racial issues or I would have to teach my child how to be black in society like you know no other ethnicity got to have that time right. um, 
Yeah. And 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 maybe maybe Hispanics, but you know, really is really black people like, you know, it's just it's crazy, man. It yeah, is. and I and I don't and I don't want people to ever feel like we're like we're like we're keeping them out. Cause there's amazing white fathers in this world, just like there's amazing Asian fathers and everyone else. But there's there's something to be said when the system has said so many times over and over, right? And the re- and here's why I said this: the reason why the system even says those type of things, like oh, there's no father in the home, so there's a problem, is because they spend a lot of time locking up the fathers. You know, they're mind you, because they're still kids. In, now they're still kids who who grow up in society without a father and they're still fine. And there's a lot of those out there who are raised by a strong, by, by a, a strong single parent household. But there's so much of that going on that I don't want people to lose sight. And that's ladies as well. If, if you if the father, of your children is acting right towards you, don't take that out on him or don't take that out on the child. Just play your role. You know, like there's so many times I've seen that I've seen, you know, my baby daddy ain't nothing or my baby mom ain't nothing, man. Look, it don't matter. It don't matter. You just got to play your role because your child's watching. You got to do what you do because your child's watching. Always remember that your child is watching, you know. And I think my mother, my, you know, my father told me that about a couple weeks ago. You know, me, you know, me, have, me, being, me having the mouth that I have and the, and the temperament I have at times um, got myself a little bit of a, of a disagreement. And, and, and miss me having that disagreement, just me being transparent with everybody. I was willing to, you know, act like I want to just be like, oh, I'm done. I'm just not going to say nothing else. But my father's like, nah, you, no, 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 no. It's not that you can't, it's not that you don't say nothing else. It's that you be careful with your words because you're a symbol of power in your house. So with you being a symbol of power in your home and a symbol of protection, you need to act that way. So you need to mitigate and be careful with the things that you say, you know, and you need to show yourself uh, worthy of the respect that your family is going to give you, you know. So that that's the little tidbit I had right there. But but yeah, that's real. <clears throat> Excuse me, that's real, sure, man. Sure, now Johnny, look, uh, you have anything else coming up, man? Because you know we're rolling up on the, on the thirty minute mark here. I know people tend to, <clears throat> you know, pardon me, tend to have a smaller or shorter attention span. So we're gonna do we're gonna do this thing in part, <laughs> you know. So no offense to my listeners, I know y'all deep people, but. I know y'all can only take a little bit at a time, man. So, uh, so you have anything good coming up for the future, man? Tell people what you got coming up next. Oh, nothing, man. Just you know, gonna keep dropping these podcasts, and that's what people can't be afraid to do. Just like in parenting, you're gonna mess up, and then you're gonna get better at it as you go. Right. You know. Um, so just keep on the lookout for the get down with Jay Brown. Uh, also. Uh, Look out for the uh, the collaboration that's going to be coming out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I, they don't know about that yet, Johnny. Know. They know I'm doing one. They don't know who it's with. Go ahead, tell them who it's with, Johnny. Well, you, <laughs> I didn't say anything. I just said look out for a collab. Right. And uh, uh, so look at you I now. Like, but you should just keep quiet. Know. You just, just said nothing. Now they got to put the pieces together. And uh, he doing a collab with uh, with a celebrity. I, I can't tell you yeah. who though. <laughs> very, very important guy, man. Very important guy, right? Very important guy. But nah, um, in terms of that, just just dropping these podcasts. You know, what I'm saying I'm glad for all the people that motivated me to do it. Um, uh, you amongst them, and um, I'm glad that you know young black men are actually getting out and doing things. You know, we actually getting out here. Young black people are getting out here doing things, and most of all, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad I'm seeing more fathers 
uh, involved in their children's lives. But I'm also glad I'm seeing more black fathers involved in children's lives. Mm -hmm. The thing I don't like I'm seeing is when some are not stepping up to the plate, when they're living off of a woman, when they're expecting a slave instead of a partner. And it's something we got to learn that and you got to, because you don't want her to sit there and be coming at you like, hey, you need to be my ATM and my Bob the Builder and my Mr. Mechanic and all this other crazy stuff. We just got to be each other. We didn't fall in love for, for our stats. We fell in love for personality. So, you know, you know, I think a lot more men, there are some men out there who still got some uh, growing up to do. And that's not to talk down on them, but we all got a growing up phase we got to do. When we realize when you got kids in the picture, it's no longer about you. Right. And men are very prideful. And that's something that, you know, we grow into and we get better at each and every year, you know. So, um, yeah, man, so that would probably be it. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just thankful to be on this podcast, thankful to have a voice, just thankful to be alive, especially in these crazy times. Um, so for all my black men out there, you know, be careful, protect yourself. And uh, watch over your families if you're a father. Mm -hmm. And even if you are a father, you know, still watch over your mama, your daddy, your sisters. And if you ain't got none of that, watch over your friends. You know, uh, you are a natural born leader. You are a natural born provider. And uh, I pray that a lot more black men see that they are more than just the materialistic things. That that black boy joy stuff is real. And we just got to realize that, man. And we all ain't got to do the same things. We all can impact the world in different ways and have the same goal. Right. So, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to get too long-winded, but uh, y'all stay blessed. And I appreciate y'all having me on the show, man. You know, appreciate hey, you. Man. Hey, you know, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you even coming on. You know, you you have a thousand things you could be doing, but you hear, like, you know, Kanye said the best. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me. And that's good for my ego. <laughs> all right <laughs> but no man all joking aside folks hey i want to thank y'all so much um definitely be on the lookout for uh to get down with john brown next on this segment for wonderful fathers man i do have somebody that i admire a uh, really close friend of mine man uh grind athlete grind manager mr mike edmonds big mike brother what's going on with you hey what's going on my brother man you know i was glad and happy that you asked me to be on your your podcast today brother Oh man, it's amazing. It's amazing. Look, you know what? This is um just like I was telling uh, you know, just prior to you, I had John Brown on here from the get down with John Brown. We're both very familiar with him. Yeah, facts. Was, that's the good brother right there, man. Right, definitely. You gotta love John Brown. I, I promise you, man. If you don't love John Brown, something's up with you. <laughs> exactly, man. That's that's the that's the one of the brothers I say is one hundred all the way for real. Definitely. Right, right. You know, we, we had a really good conversation and um we just talked about some things, you know, father, you know, fatherhood and parenting and things like that. And I was explaining to him uh, how much I admire him and, you know, the reason for having him on, and which is the same reason why I'm having you on. All right. So just to give you guys a little bit of a background, uh, Big Mike Evans, man, Edmonds, man, one of the best brothers around. Um, very strong brother, not only physically, but mentally. Um, very level headed. Uh, I've known Mike for. Over a decade, actually. About yeah, we won't, about 12 years and shit, like, almost, so. Right, right, right. Yeah. Mike is one of the people, I can honestly tell you, uh, he's been the same, and he's very solid. And one of the things that I admire about Mike the most, man, um, is his parenting, okay? Um, Mike, let the people know a little bit about yourself, you know, so I don't so I don't over-talk you, obviously, because, you know. Oh, no, no, you're good. You're good, my brother, man. Uh like, 36-year-old, you know, black man, trying to live in this world, raising a, 
uh, half black, half Hispanic, some whatever, you know what I mean, in sports and living and everything else. And it's just trying to find that natural point how to raise him and understand that he he's a black man, a black boy, child, whatever, in this time and climate in this country, in the world. So for me, it's just one of those days where I feel like God put me on this earth to be a great father. Mm-hmm. Like everything else doesn't matter for real. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, when I'm gone, how he acts, how he ends up is all about how I did it as a father. So in the day, that's just kind of sums up me as a father. Right. Right. And, and I tell, you know, and I, and I said this, I said, um, a very, you know, just in, in private conversations, I've always said it's, it's a very important thing um, as a father, the mark you leave on your children, right? Yep. Especially your son, because your son automatically, you know, I have a son myself, six years old. Definitely. Um, you know, black black male, and I explained to him, I said, hey, every day I tell him, Mason, I love you, you're great, you're amazing, things are going to go your way, you just got to keep your head down, you got to keep working. Um, but like I was telling with John, I was like, John, man, there, there's so much conversations that I have with my son. And the one conversation I always have to have with my son is the conversation that I had to have, he had to have, and I'm pretty sure you had to have with your parents. Yep. Man, look, as an African-American or as a minority, they only view you a certain way. So when you're having these conversations with your son, like, do you ever find yourself um, having to tell, you know, teach him the tools of survival? You know what I mean? Yeah, that, it's... You know, it's the point where, like, to be honest with you, living in a multiracial household, you're not explaining it just to your son. You're explaining it to the other person that's not black, too, so they can understand it, first mm-hmm. off. Because the fact that if y'all can't see eye to eye on it and they understand it, it's going to be hard for you to push that to your son or daughter right. or whatever you have that's not the same race as you all the way. But mm-hmm. I've always, since day one instilled, hey, you're a black man before anything. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so in the day, it's like you need to realize that when you're in school, you can't do the same thing as the white kids do, how they act, because it sucks, but, like, they can do what they want to a extent, and it's okay in the culture. Mm -hmm. You can't. And it's shown, like... You know, you see my son in the videos of sports, and he's a super aggressive kid. Like, it's just in him. And he's, he, and he's got in trouble at times at school because p- teachers have looked at him as super aggressive right. towards, towards other race kids or there because he's playing basketball or soccer or football. And, like, he hasn't got in trouble all the way, but, like, we've got letters home and, like, parentship conference, the normal quarterly stuff. And they're like, hey, can you talk to him? And I was kind of like, I kind of laugh because mm-hmm. I'm like, how am I supposed to tell him to like chill out? He's not doing anything wrong. All right. He's just being himself. Yeah. He's but just, just... <laughs> Exactly. But the fact that he's not like the rest of the kids he goes to school with, it's an aggressor. It's, it's an issue. I'm like, that's the BS part of it. That the culture we live in is that like, I tell people all the time, I'm like, you don't understand. Like, I have to drive certain vehicles, live certain houses, mm-hmm. dress a certain way, so I'm not winning statistics on the news. Right, right. That, that sucks for us, that a little boy has to grow up that way, knowing that he, he has to do extra shit not to be a statistic. 
Right. You know what I mean? I grew up that way. I grew up in an all white upper class community and schools. So I knew that as a young kid that I had to act a certain way and be around these people not to get looked different. Right. Right. But and and did, it, did it help me in my time growing up and shit? It did. But should I have to do that as a young black boy? No. Right. Right. And and a lot of people don't know. And I say this all the time. If you ever have an opportunity to go look at uh look at Mike's uh social media ever, and we'll make sure we, we, we you know we shout that out before we end our conversation. Um but Mike has, his son is a super athlete. You know, Mike's a super athlete, rugby, football, uh went to UK, am I correct? University yes. of Kentucky. Yes. Played football. I mean, look, I worked out with Mike probably twice. And I and I said I told somebody I said I'll probably never do that again. <laughs> like, like no, I'll never again. And and because Mike, man, Mike, but hey, man, go ahead, load it up. You know, you do the business, and he'll just get straight to work. But you know, it, it's amazing when you watch that the discipline that your son has, and the focus that he has, and I and and you can see how you know your influence and your hand on him has you know really been great. And that's something I think gets lost so much when we look at kids or, or even kids who become athletes or kids who don't kids who who are let's say they're they're uh you know stem specialists like math and science and things of the sort yeah you definitely know, the hand of a parent you know that's that that not only understands where you are but also you know has done the things you're doing is very intricate and i think that gets so lost man like especially with fathers because we have mothers and i and, and i think and i thank god for all the mothers we have out there but we have mothers whose involvement is so different from a father's. So a mother's involvement would, would be more of a nurturing uh, manner. And it'd be more so of, okay, hey, cultivate you, bring you along, et cetera, et cetera. But as a father, when you got to put that hand down, you got to put that hand down. Right. And- well, yeah, that's definitely, it's a fact. Like I'm going to say, be honest with you. I give my wife a lot of credit too, because you know, she's a, she's a firefighter for Albuquerque. Right, and right. she's one of the only females in the department. And for her to get to that level, it takes a lot of grind. And the same thing I have, grit and all the other stuff, she has it. So you think about it, you're adding double of what I have with she has into our son. Right. You right. know what I mean? So in the day, it's the fact that no matter if he ends up playing ball somewhere, college, the league, he's going to be great some way, somehow. Right, right. You know what I mean? But, and, you know, in our black community through years, you see guys who've made it. A lot of times they don't have the father presence in, and they still make it. But it, take, but it takes a strong black mother or mother in itself to get them where they're at. You know what I mean? Like, I give all blessings to, to mine, you know what I mean? Like, being a single black mother and raising mm-hmm. me to where I'm at. You know what I mean? Like, it's part of it, you know what I mean. It's part of the game, right? And, and and that's and that's a beautiful. And I said this to Johnny, um, just last segment. I said, Johnny, man, I was like, it's so intricate, man. Like if you when you come from that, uh, multiple either is, let's say you know like in my my personal experience, my you know my biological father and I uh, didn't have a relationship up until now, you know, and I thank God for the relationship now, um, but some people don't realize that maybe the parent wasn't necessarily ready at that juncture and when you are ready and you are at the standard or, 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 or the point that we are at now where we realize, okay, the influences that were in our lives 
and how they shaped us, and we start being that hand for our child, man, it really makes all the difference. And like, like that one thing, like that, that, that fathering, that, that, that like my pops will tell me, hey, boy, you need to calm down. He'll tell me to this day, if I'm upset and I call him, and I'm like, I'm out of pocket. And you, Mike, you know, you know, sometimes there'll be some days I'd be out of pocket. I, I see a lot of that for us. So I definitely know the facts and the truth that you speak and that your father is telling you the right thing. Because I've told you in the past and even now when we talk, like, personally, like, hey, to sit back, think, breathe, meditate. Right. And you know what I mean? Think about before you speak and, and react, is it that important? Right. And, and you know what's funny? And, and the facts, and I tell people this, the facts of the matter is that right there, as an African-American person, or as a, as, let's not even use it, we can use it as a minority, Hispanics as well. Um, if you do not take the time to do those things, you will be misrepresented and misunderstood to the max. Especially when the first thing they like to, you know, when they like to go and point to, oh, the father's not in the home. It, look, the father is in the home now. You know, now that's no longer a statistic that you can really just kind of throw out there because you got guys like myself and like you, like Johnny, uh, like Willie Fox, who I should be bringing on here shortly uh, in, in, a, in, a, in the next segment, that are legit there for their children. And they're molding their hands on their child. They're molding their child with their hands and their mind and their greatness. And you have kids who are coming out amazingly because of the influence of, of a father. And because they have that respect and they have that person to, to tell you, hey, man, just relax. It's, it's going to be all right. You got it. You know, focus. Because if you if you jump if you jump out of pocket one time, that's really Bro, all it, it takes. Any one, but, of, any one of us could be George Floyd. The thing about it is, it's not even the George Floyd part of it. That's just part of the equation. Because mm-hmm. how many black men throughout history for us have ended up in prison off of one charge for life? Off of not sitting yeah. back and thinking. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. sitting here having a conversation with somebody and you go straight to gunplay. Or are you, right, or you right. go into, like, some something stupid. And, look, your whole life is ruined as a, like, 18, 19, 20-year-old black man. Your brain's not totally developed. And you're, in, you're not having a family. You're not having a college a career or degree, or just a career in general, and living life to the fullest because you're in prison now because you didn't think about your decisions and you got super hot-headed. And that's the hugest issue, mm-hmm. with, especially within like the inner city for us. And, you, and mm-hmm. the crack culture in the 80s and 90s killed that for us, having the two-person home. Or even, or even, right, or even right. just having a single mother, but having your father around to sit there and talk to you. Yeah. You know what I right, mean? Right. Like just sit there and like, Hey boy, chill out. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. yo, I'm gonna bust your ass. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? From the early age. But the fact is like, hopefully we're breaking the trend. Right. And, and that's something that I definitely wanted to always like highlight. I wanted to highlight that. Like, man, pushing forward, man. is so like, like, yeah, we understand, like, like you were saying, the crack era. You know, they locked up a lot of a lot of minority yes. parents. They did. And they left single parents on the streets and they and they and they enforced welfare and and were saying things like hey, in order for you to have that, you can't have the member, you know, the father in the house if you want to continue to get this type of assistance, right? Yep. And then they then they made, you know, these these justifications on why people 
were the way they were and they started saying, okay, well, hey, well, this person this way, because once again, we talk about daddy issues and things like that. Um, but we don't respect the fact that daddy issues work both ways, man. Like, like as a, as a, as a, as a male, like that, that, that presence, man, that teaches you, Hey, this is how you treat you. This is how you treat that woman. Did you see your mother get treated that way? And if you saw your mother get treated that way, how'd that make your mother feel? Yep. You know, just having somebody to be that presence of mind, because especially when, when you lose, when you lose it, like when you, when you come unhinged and like you said, it just takes one, one opportunity for you to become that statistic. Pretty much. It just only takes Pretty much, my brother. You look, you hit the nail on the head because you know me. I'm a real person, man. Like, you ask me a question, you bring a subject, I'm going to talk. Like, the relationship between me and my father has never been the greatest. Like, Mm -hmm. hasn't been. My father is a very successful businessman, everything else, but I never lived with my father. So, a lot of my life, it was a a paycheck and taking care of me. You know what I mean? So. Now it's the point where, like, I'm almost 40 now, and mm-hmm. it's a tried here and there, but we're not the same people. So, like, right. it gets to the point when you start raising your own family, you don't have time to get taught how to be a father or a man. It's a little bit too late. You know what I mean? So, in the right. day, it's more of the things where, like, hey, look, be a friend, not a father now, because I'm raising a young black man or daughter, or whatever you have. So I'm just trying to learn that I didn't get taught from you. So on my side of the house, like, I never got taught how to be a man for real. Like, real like real honestly, I, I never did. Right. So I'm where I'm at by the blessings of, like, OGs and big bros. And just honestly, and you know from back in the day, like, me being around the right people. Right. You know what I mean? And that just helped me learn and maneuver i've always been able to maneuver and see stuff very quick like hey i don't need to act like this i need to do this and do that even though i'm not perfect nor will i ever be but i just try to do the right things you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah that's that's and that's a very intricate piece man that's i think um for anybody listening uh the very if, if you are not a father or if you are a brand new father and you're you know you know and you're in your child's life, there's it, the best thing to do for your child is if you know what didn't work for you. Uh, as, I, as I said in the last segment, the best thing for you to do is know your child, but also know your parents. So like if it didn't work for you, don't inflict that on your child. Yep, exactly. Right? So if if, you, yeah, if if the mother of your child and you don't get along and, and and you got an issue or whatever the case is, just understand. All right, look. I know we don't get along. However, you are the person that I need uh, to be there for my child when I'm not when I'm not there because you had him or her. You know, you had this child with me. I believe in you and I trust you. And if you can't believe in or trust that person, you need to be there even more, even more so. You need to be more present than than um, than the average advertised uh, father. You know, so but I think that's a big thing. Like every time every time I watch you, Mike, every time I see you. I believe I know Mike stand, standing on that sideline watching little Mike right now. I know he's standing there. No, I'm coaching, bro. I'm like, you know me, man. Like, it's always been a plan, man. Like, what I didn't have. So I'm going to go 100,000% more than what I had as, a, like, a father for me. You know what I mean? So in the day, like, I can literally count 
on my hand how many times my father came to my game because of work and everything else. And we lived in different cities, but like you realize I played football, basketball, baseball, other sports, and like that's a lot from the time of like four years old to I to college. You know what I mean? So for me, like I vowed that I was gonna be at every game possibly I could. You know what I mean? That's the reason why in the day I gave up my Air Force career for twelve years to be here because I got back from last deployment in May, come back to work. They told me, Hey, you got assignments for OSI and Quantico four year control tour. My wife works here, makes, you know, a great living. I'm not going to make her quit. So I chose to give up my career, everything. So I can be here for that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So if I had left and went, I'm not going to come back here for another six years. I retire. My son's gonna be a teenager. Right. Like he's not. We're not gonna know each other. Right, you know exactly. what I mean. So yeah. it's one of those parts as a father, you have to sit here and like literally figure out and make those parts. Like, hey, what's important? What's what's not? And that 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 sacrifice, and I think a lot of people don't like. They don't look at this as a father. That sacrifice, man. Like that that your dedication to your family is so important. Like your son, I promise you will benefit from, from you making that sacrifice. Um, I told my children the same thing. I was working for the government at Fort Belvoir and back in Virginia, making a ton of money. But the problem was I was missing so many birthdays. I mean, I was missing everything. I remember now, granted my kids, had all the gadgets and toys and everything you could ask for. Yeah, but that shit doesn't matter though in the day because the same way for you know little Mike, like we got the bag, whatever. Like he has whatever he wants, but in the day that's the, doesn't matter. You know why I say that? Because like what you just said earlier, you take from what your parents did and doesn't work, and you change that. Guess what? I had everything I ever wanted growing up because my father made sure, but he wasn't there. So, so right. for me, is the point is that, like, yeah, I'm going to still do the same thing, but I need to be here, though. Because right. in the day, it's like when you become a man, you can't blame me for your faults after the fact. All, I, all right. I can say is, hey, I did my part as much as I can and gave my all physically, emotionally, materially, and everything else. Try to put you in the best position to succeed, young brother. And if it doesn't happen... I'm here for you still, but you got to be a man about the situation. Right, exactly. You got you got to stand up to those to those uh, to those to those shortcomings, and even and even your successes, man. I tell people all the time, it's not always about your successes. Sometimes the best thing about it is your failures. The best thing about your life is your failures. Exactly. And and my father taught me that. Like there, there's a there's like when you have a strong male in your house. And you have a strong male presence, man. And not saying women can't teach this. Let me, let me make sure I'm clear. <laughs> but because, because you know, I got, I got, I got the lady. Oh, for sure, for sure, definitely. But also, you're telling me I can't. No, 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 sisters, y'all can do it. I believe no. in y'all. I've seen Brother, it. Brother, it's, it's the deal with that that part of it. Like I grew up in that. Like I didn't have the male male figure in my house, so I had a black mother, strong black mother. So the issue is with that is that a black mother trying to raise a young black man to be a strong, successful black man. Mm. And at times the mother tries to be the man and the mother. And it's hard to dual had it. 
Right on. You know what I mean? Because right I want to say this: that mm-hmm. I can't do the same things that my wife does for my son. You know, right. I, I can right. show him love, whatever. But the part of me is not. I'm not here for the love all the times. Right. You know right. what I mean? So in the day, if you think about me being me or you, and our wives are nowhere around, and we're trying to be a mother figure and a father figure to our son, the daughters. How are we going to do it? How how hard is that going to be, really? That's so real. the thing about it is, is like, can a mother do that? Yes. But in the time, like, there's certain things that you can't give. And you're not going to be able to because it's just not made that way. Right. You know what I mean? So right. it's, it's, a tr- it's a tricky yeah. playing field with it. You know what I mean? Like, like you just said. You can't say and say, hey, you know, your listeners, hey, you know, a mother can't be a father figure and raise a boy to a man, but you can, but certain things are not going to be there. Right, right. Straight. You know, I told my son the other day, and, and I know, and this is something I know for a fact his mother doesn't understand. I always tell him, hey, man, hey, stop all that crying. Exactly. What's wrong, <laughs> you know, what's wrong with him crying? But if he, look, tell him I said, keep it up. I'm going to come up and I'm going to bust his head. Hey, like, <laughs> I, come get bro, me. I do, like, all the time. Like, y'all see the videos of Mike working out, playing football, mm-hmm. basketball, baseball. And you don't, like, I'm here and I see the crying. Or I see right. the whole cheering up. And I'm just like, dude, why are you crying for? Like, you understand? Mm-hmm. If you just if you just eliminate, there's nothing wrong with it. But if you just eliminate the crying, the situation is going to be better a lot faster than you wasting the tears for no reason. Like take them, take right. the emotions out of it, and just keep your head up and your chest out and keep it moving. Like, because right. there's so there's so much there's so much to that too. There's so much to that. Yeah, because I threw in something like this. I'm like, yo, if I ask you clean your room up, or I say, hey, let's go work out, mm-hmm. or let's go shoot baskets, or anything, and you start acting a certain way, I'm like, hey, I go to work every day, go work out. Do you ever see me crying, complaining, or anything else about? Me having to go to work. Do you think I want to go to work every day? No. Right. But I have to. Know. But you're not going to see me crying. That's part of being a man. Like, doing stuff that you don't want to do, but you have to do it. Right. You know what I mean? The weak are not going to make it. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, you know, and, and I say this. It's, 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 and I don't believe in, like, this alpha, alpha, beta male ordeal. I think it's just, like, all about want and not want. Like, those who want it and those who don't. Right. And as a male, you have to want it, man, especially like you said, in the social economic um, situation that we have here in America that's so different from everywhere else. Yep. Uh, it, you, you, you have to want it as a minority, especially knowing not only because it's not just black and white for, for, for little Mike or for anybody else who might be biracial. He's also viewed as a Mexican as well. So he has so much culture that he has to that he has to that he does represent for certain people who are who are not um, intelligent enough to realize that Mike, even though he is just a black male, yes, he's also a Mexican male, yes, he whatever else he may be mixed with, or Israel, my son, yes, he may be a black male, but he's also himself. Exactly. You know, and and there's so there's so much there's so much power, man, behind the abilities of the father. And I, I really wanted to get you on here to say I appreciate you and thank you, brother. We don't say these things to each other so much, you know. And and it, and I'm as I'm watching you do this, I'm like, man, this is a powerful thing. It's a powerful statement that, that that you're making, not with your words, but with your life. 
and and you should be applauded for that. And that and that's definitely something we need to do more of. Hey, look, I thank you, man, for the honor to be even asked to be on yours, man. Cause I look at myself as a everyday average Joe. Like people always like Mike, big mm-hmm. Mike, this and that. I'm like, yo, look, I I don't feel that way. You know, I mean, sometimes like you know, I feel myself here and there, but like a lot of times, I'm just here for the good struggle, man, for us as a whole. You know what I mean? And they like, I just want to be a cornerstone for us, for a young brother to come right, through and right. see me doing what I'm doing and say, hey, I can do that. No matter where I come from, what I, I've done, that I can be very successful too by looking at my old OGs and the old brothers and seeing what's going mm-hmm. on. You know what I mean? So I can follow that trend to be a better person, better man, better father, everything else. So, you know, like I said, thank you. I applaud you also too. We look, we've been in the trenches together, and get and get to where right, you're right. at as a, as a, as Eric, as Easy E, as a father, and everything else. You know what I mean. So I definitely <laughs> applaud you, JB, and Willie, everybody else. You know what I mean. Everybody that's in the squad. You know everybody's doing their thing and stepping up and being the man that they should be. So, right, right. Hey man, and it's, and it's much love, Mike. It's much love, man. Look, so um, can you please tell the people where to find you at, man? Because this has been an amazing uh, conversation. If you go look I- on IG, it's uh, Trigger T R I G G A Mike thirty two, and on uh, Twitter it's Trigger Mike eighty four. You know, what I mean, look out. I'm always posting the majority of my son's workouts, sports clips, videos, workout stuff, pretty much all positive stuff. Also, a few turnups because I like to enjoy life. Also, too, because we're not blessed to right. be able to do it again. So, always look out. You give a shout out. I'm always hitting people back with DMs, whatever. Hit me up questions, jokes, laughs. I'm a big joker, comedian. So, hit a brother up. You know, show support. I do the same thing for sure. Hey, you know, and, and a little side note about Mike. There was, like, probably a good two years where Mike always had, like, a bottle of oil <laughs> <laughs> in the video. Uh, but he'd be dressed to the nines, looking nice. And I'd be like, man, what's he? Oh, uh, man, he pour, he's pouring more weight again. <laughs> Mike here enjoying no, that's what's life, a, That's what's about, that's bro. Totally like, that's why I tell the little young homies and players, like, if you're going to grind and get it, enjoy it to an extent, man, because you can't take it with you. You know what I mean? Like, I had a right. session with my wife just yesterday, honestly, and I was like, I'm not trying to impress anybody with money or vehicles, houses, clothes, but I'm trying to press the little black boy that grew up around people having that stuff and always wanted it. You know what I mean? It's part of society and it should it be, no, but that's part of what it is in American like history, having stuff and enjoying it. (laughs) So at the point I'm trying to impress the young black boy that I once was, you know what I mean? So, Right. In the day, it is what it is. All right, right. Hey, you know what though? I mean, keep doing it, Mike. Keep doing it, brother. No, I appreciate you, it, man. man. Uh, you inspired a lot of people. Doing you. Hey, man. Well, once again, thanks for coming on the show, man. I mean, I really enjoyed your time. I'm pretty sure a lot of people got a lot of good stuff out of this for conversation, sure. man. And um, you know, just keep on inspiring, man. Hey, follow Mike on his IG and everything on his Twitter, man. Definitely, man. Thank y'all again. Uh, look, anytime you want me to be on conversation, no matter what it is. I'm here for you, brother. I'm, look, I'm one of your number one supporters. You know that. So, like, oh, anytime sure, you need me on sure, for any know. anything, I'm here for you, man.